0: Hi there, everyone. This is Fox News Raj. On the August 24th edition of Let It Rip, we talked about what communities need to do better when it comes to storms that roll through like the strong ones we've had recently. Candace Miller joins us from Macomb County to talk about the communication that needs to happen. Plus, we're talking about Donald Trump and the big debates for the GOP. Who came out a winner? With that, let's let it rip. Tonight on let it rip water water everywhere and Metro Detroiters are sick of it. Macomb County in particular getting hammered, submerging an entire subdivision. Some experts say county and city officials need to reach out to the community ahead of this kind of chaos. But first debate drama, verbal punches thrown between the candidates on stage and a complaint filed by one who is excluded. Perry Johnson's angry. He wasn't on the debate stage. Now he's on ours. Are the RNC's rules wrong or is it just sour grapes? Plus the winners and losers from last night all this is the front runner is a no show in Milwaukee and turns himself in on the Georgia election case today a lot to dive into let it rip starts now and so time now to let it rip with former Oakland County GOP chair Rocky Rochkowski who also was the former majority leader he was at the debate Sheila Cockrell of Citizen Detroit, also a consultant or former city councilwoman, and Republican presidential candidate Perry Johnson, who, as we mentioned, believes he should have been on that stage, and Detroit city council member Coleman Young II, we thank him for joining us as well. And of course, Fox 2 anchor in eternity, Charlie Langton always with us as a staple here on Let It Rip. Let's get right to it. We'll begin with the man who wished he was on the stage, but wasn't. Uh, Perry Johnson, you talked to Charlie Langton, it's been in the news already, but I gotta ask you a question. You had 50,000-plus donors. You needed to, according to the rules of the GOP, poll at a certain number, and they claim you didn't. You say you did. Actually, you- they
1: claim I did. If well, you go to Wikipedia, it will tell you. It's laid out. But what did the GOP
0: tell you in terms of why, why you suddenly couldn't, couldn't be on that stage?
1: Uh, at 11 o'clock at night after, on Monday, After we were all, everybody was planning that we were going to be going because we'd been told we were going. Okay. We had actually arranged with Fox to actually walk, uh, I guess it was at three o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly, she says that they decided not to count two polls. The one poll they said they weren't going to count because it was McLaughlin, and McLaughlin had done some work for Trump. So they they discounted that poll? They discounted it. Okay, now the next one. The other one, they said they were not going to count because there were 38 states that were surveyed in this national survey, and it was all regionalized. The bottom line is they didn't know how many states any of the others had done. All the ones they accepted, they had applied a different criteria. They actually called our guy back. And they had to find a way to
0: disqualify me. And now you're suing the GOP because of it. We'll have more on that in our newscast throughout the the week. But i got to ask you about the debate itself. Did you watch it? And if you did, who won? I did
1: watch portions of the debate. But understand, I was in Milwaukee because I still thought I was going to end That's up right. on that debate stage. So I was being interviewed by a lot of people at that time. You go and get media.
0: Did you see some clips of it? What do you think? I did see clips of Who it. What do you think
1: did well? Who
0: came out on top? Uh,
1: well, I thought uh, Vicky Haley did better than I thought. I thought Pence did better than I thought. I thought that uh, we had some quips. Uh, Vivek and I agree on so much that just about everyone, when he raised his hand and he was the only guy agreeing, except for me, I would have agreed, too. She- Sheila Cockrell, you watched this whole thing. Effect. Who
0: was the loser? Who was the winner of this debate that you saw?
2: Well, I don't think DeSantis did himself much good uh, in the in the debate. <laughs> um, and I think Pence, unfortunately, I mean, he just didn't, he, he, just, he just didn't come through. I think the actual winner on the Republican side was Trump, which is why the whole thing was basically a farce in terms of actually understanding what the current Republican uh, narrative is, what, what are the current Republican values that are supposed to be the, the checks and balance in our political system. It's shocking and so shameful.
0: So, according to a CBS News poll, 91% of the Republicans polled said these debates should be about what you will do and not about what Trump didn't do or what Correct. he should have done. Young Jr., when you take a look at this, did they <laughs> fail? Did these candidates fail on stage to try to beat up Trump? Roop always a pleasure. It looks like new money. My man. I personally I
3: think here? the person that won this is Joe Biden. I mean, this just looked disorganized. It looked crazy. It looked like a clown car. Uh, you know, it's like they say about politics, man. You, you, could deal, you could deal with the circus, but debate? you need to <laughs> keep the clowns. You I, 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 I just think, bottom line here, is that the main person who they were supposed to go after was Trump. And it huh. took it, till the, it took the moderator to ask the question for them finally to be but, able but to do But you say that he's the just, main
0: person to go after. He is. number one. He's leading. But That's you, the guy you want to attack, not each other. Probably not, though, if he's gaining 60% of the vote, and you know that all these people, 60% of the people, is polling at 60 right. plus. Why would you then tick all those people off instead of providing an alternative? Well, Rocky, oh, oh, Rocky also, I but you, I don't want to ask yeah, you I, talking, I mean, would that Bye be man. a smart thing here to, to be able to say, hey, to knock Trump off his pedestal? No one really had the guts or the courage outside of Vivek to take on Trump. Wouldn't you say that's wait, true? Wait,
4: it wasn't Vivek, it Vivek, was what? Christy that took on, and so was Asa Hutchinson. But most and importantly, too. I appreciate the two of you being here and giving a Democratic perspective to a Republican debate. Let's be honest, the people that won last night were the American people, mm-hmm. because they finally saw a party stand up and talk about inflation, how they're gonna fight inflation. They heard about how they're gonna fight taxes, how they're gonna protect our borders, stuff that the Democrats have left our country behind on. I thought that, it, when, and being there, and listening to the audience, you saw that DeSantis and Nikki Haley did the best for themselves. Uh, Vivek came across a little bit too energized, and he got slapped down by some of the establishment candidates. But you excuse me, Chris I,
0: I misspoke when I said Vivek was yeah, against Trump. Chris Obviously, Lisa, a Chris right. but Nikki Haley, one thing that she she pointed mm-hmm. out that uh, former President Trump said he would pay off the national debt. He said yeah. he would. That's right. uh, and then before the pandemic, in the first three years, he spent $3.8 trillion. 2019, he spent $4.4 At the end of the day, uh, it looks like she was saying that Republicans are opening their checkbooks up just as much they, as Democrats are. and spending too much.
4: They are. And that's why I'm saying that the American people are the winners, because this is a new Republican Party, a Republican Party that Man, is willing to so. look into themselves and say, we are part of the problem as well, part of the problem of spending that created the inflation that allowed Biden in the Biden administration, we had Republicans that voted with the Biden administration, few, but there were a couple. So this is a brand new Republican party that talks about protecting our borders, strengthening the military, it decreasing inflation and bringing back the ability for
0: America do, do that to be... Do these guys you know? have a prayer they against Trump,
4: do, though? So
5: no, they, they, not one of them. They do. They do. Perry Johnson. Johnson right. I wish Perry, Perry Johnson, Johnson. Johnson. Johnson would for Perry Johnson. No, he no. no he right. won. But no, I, I don't think... I think Trump's going to be the win. I think he's going to be the nominee, and I think that he to win, you've got to get some Democratic votes. I think the only person that I saw kind of reaching over the eye was Nikki Haley, and I thought that that was about it, but I don't think any of these people are going to go a whole further than where they are right now, four, five, six. Sheila, was it risky risky for Nikki
0: Haley to bring up the fact that Republicans are spending way too much?
2: I I think that that was an okay point. I thought that her her taking the position she did on abortion was an important marker for the Republican population. Point of view, because she basically said, "You guys have gone too far right. We need to find another place." I do. I think she's correct. No, but at least she seemed to be on the same planet as the rest of us. This is the new Republican Party. This is the new Republican Party. Then we are in total trouble in this country. That is, it is a, it is not. It's not a group of people governed by a set of ideas. It is a cult that is following a cult leader who is corrupt, yeah. who, is, <laughs> who is absolutely a disgrace to the human race and a disgrace to his so-called party.
0: Perry Johnson, is, is Donald Trump basically a cult leader and, and all, are all his followers <laughs> basically just his, 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 his sheep were following him?
1: Yes let's or be, no? Let's be realistic.
0: But do you think that Donald Trump is a cult leader?
1: I know that Donald Trump did secure the border. I know that Donald Trump did a better job of negotiating NAFTA, but Donald Trump oh, sure, still spent too much money. That was my major thing. <laughs> yeah. He did put us an extra $8 trillion in debt, and I wrote a book, Two Cents to Save America. Mm. My entire theme has always been that we are spending too much money and on both sides. I never, ever said that it's just the Democrats. The Republicans are just as bad, and we are now $33 trillion in debt, and we only took 3.9 trillion in taxes it's in cool. last year. All right, Coleman. Who was the president
3: before Joe Biden for the last past four years? Donald Trump. Who ran up this debt? Donald Trump No, 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 no. please I no, no. I'll no, let you no speak. I can't put I know the truth hurts. I know the truth hurts. That's not truth. I know the truth. It is some truth. No, no, it's called facts. You're so used to not hearing them. You can't differentiate. Go ahead. But the fact that the matter, the fact of the matter is you had Vivek who is the second leading person for the nomination, say that Donald Trump was the best second, was the best, or surgeon, was the best president in the 21st century. So why are you running? Exactly. Why are you running?
4: Exactly, no, I, I can't I Finally, Coleman. Exactly, exactly.
3: guys are serious about this president. election. This is Donald so Trump election talk, let's talk about what And Donald... they gave him no reason why he should go to any other further let me, let me
0: You know, Perry Johnson said it just the other day to Charlie Langton, saying, you know what, what I need, an indictment, because that's how your poll numbers go up. <laughs> this this former president is an invincible man when it comes to these poll numbers, and it seems like he continues to draw up a lot of support. And, and just tonight, invincible he's going to be a... But he's going to be... Char- he's going to well, again, mug shots, all this stuff. He is telling the media where to plant their cameras so they can get pictures of his plane coming and going. Right. He's, he's a using genius. Advantage. He's a yeah, genius. Yeah,
5: but- he is the marketing guru the of Democrats the 21st century. Doing- he is incredible. Those mug shots will be on T-shirts tomorrow, all of the Trump merch. This guy is amazing, and all of us... Media-wise, we are covering the leaving of the airport, the landing right. of this plane, driving up. We're all covering yes. it. Yes. If we're He's
0: trying a to a give genius. equal and fair treatment genius. to both parties and both candidates, shouldn't the media then have learned its lesson back in 2016 you when we showed up should. at you're, every you're, rally? You know, right? you know what the media and should, should have? The media should should require no, they, all they should not
2: have. No, they should not have. I mean, To me, Trump should be understood to be what he is. He may be a genius as a marketer, but he is a fundamentally flawed, corrupt non-politician pretending he's to be a something candidate. and he one should be and he and he should not be followed yeah. the way that he is Redicated. the media the media made him last time the point under point I want to make though is we keep saying he's going you know he's got all this following we're talking about the cult people the members of his cult and some hangers on who are following him that is not the so, entirety of the American electorate but she'll
0: right. people watched his interview with Tucker Carlson, but who social said media that?
2: Elton, uh, uh, Elon Musk no, no, but you look at the yeah. metrics. Who so, who you look are you at the metrics,
4: that, that number two on X, X. number two X. X. on X. Rupert, are we going to talk about right. the debate from last night, or are we going to let two Democrats talk about the Republican platform? Well, let's talk about the debate. Let's talk about debate. One of the things that we're not talking about, you think the debate more important. than not be Coleman, one of the things that we are talking about is why isn't Perion the debate stage and also why aren't the Democrats holding because debates? Why aren't the Democrats holding debates? Because we are afraid Joe of Biden. Joe Biden. Because is Lowest because unemployment no, no, no. rate right. not in all the country.
3: 3.5%. Almost Democrats. 11 million jobs created. Okay. That's right. why we stand you behind, you behind
4: Joe Biden. Biden. Some facts. Don't ask let me a question, Nicky, man, because I asked him what is this? I like, go, please take off, Rocky. Make your point. Take Look, up, no, the, the, the facts are: he's a third of Democrats in polling show that they're not behind Joe Biden, and a majority of them, over 70% of Democrats, and this is your polling, say that Joe Biden's way too old and should not be running. But yet you won't allow him to debate JFK Jr., you won't allow him to debate the other minority JFK candidates Jr. that you Jr. have. No, no, you just you want to run into a R. RFK. RFK.
3: Right. But
0: you want to talk about Joe Biden being absent from debates. Donald Trump told Tucker Carlson last night, there's no reason for me to get on a show where people are gonna beat me up. Shouldn't he be tough enough to take on a little beating? Everybody by his should candidates? everybody but, so should. So
1: Donald Trump should have been on that Donald stage. Donald Trump should have been on that stage. Barry Johnson
4: should have been on that stage, and Joe Biden should be on his stage. Why would they not allow all the candidates
1: on the debate stage like they did before. Why? Because you have Rana, Rana Romney, really, who is ending up deciding what is done with the Republican Party. Now, obviously, this is a corrupt process. It has to change, and we have to get Rana out of there.
0: Because Rocky, you heard that? We we talked about the two things you said while we weren't talking about why Perry Johnson wasn't on the mm-hmm. stage according to the polls, what he's going to do about it. But I got to ask you, if you were on that stage yesterday, the big question that they asked of course was about former Vice President Pence. Did he do the right thing by putting the constitution over the demands absolutely. of that president? Absolutely. Perry Johnson, absolutely. Absolutely. Rocky, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Why, why isn't does. the Republican Party and the Trump supporters embracing Pence that more? Why?
4: I think that we saw it last night that Pence didn't come across as lovable, approachable. He came across as preaching, as attacking Vivek, and in some parts Pence is is losing in this campaign, and he's one of the people that have kind of lost favor.
5: He's boring. Yeah, he, he, uh, boring. You could say he's, he's boring. boring. Charlie, Charlie he's that boring.
0: matters more than substance.
5: Yes, uh, not, not as much, but it is a very big factor. Yeah, you want a character, and I think this this presidential re- election is going to boil down to a lot of character. I think Trump and Biden too. I think that the, you know, can he? Can he withstand another four years? I think that's going to be an issue. Maybe not the issue mm-hmm. because economy and there's some other things, foreign policy, except the border, all those other issues. But character, a very big issue in this race. Donald <laughs>
0: Trump says that Joe Biden won't make it all the way to the race. That's Coleman correct. and Sheila, do you think that that's true?
2: Absolutely not. And I think the most shocking thing <laughs> last night of all was to have six of those of the eight people up there raise their hand and say that if this man is convicted convicted of a crime, they will still support him as president. Right. If that isn't the fundamental corruption of American democracy, I don't, I don't know what it is. is. He a might man, as well be working for a Vladimir Putin. Like I want to say
0: thank you to our panel yeah. or esteemed panel for joining us. Coleman, always good to see you. Thank you, Sheila. Perry, thank you as well. Keep Charlie and I updated on what you're going to do. Rocky, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, from debating the issues to an issue where there's really no debate, the flooding causing a huge mess across Metro Detroit, some communities say, you know what, maybe our officials can do a little bit more to make sure that we're ready if things like this happen. We're talking to the experts, including Candace Miller. That's next. Back now, let it rip. The big story here at home, Metro Detroit underwater. Many parts of it sunk in subdivisions. So many flooded streets and drivers who couldn't get out. It led to a lot of frustration and it spilled over for those who live here. Diving into that now, Macomb Public Works Commissioner Candace Miller and public relations guru Matt Friedman of Tanner Friedman and, of course, Fox 2 anchor and attorney Charlie Langton back with us as well. Okay, so there's, um, there is there are many people who are just downright frustrated by the fact that every time it seems to rain, we have a couple of big issues that happen, flooding and power outages. Right. Uh, Candace Miller, is climate change a thing? Are things just getting worse as a Republican? What do you think?
6: Where are we? You know, I don't know if it's climate change, but something is happening, I'll tell you that. I mean, the level of rain that we get, the amount of rain that we're getting, the intensity of the rain that we're getting, I mean, down just north of Monroe, they get got over seven inches of rain. You hardly ever heard about those kinds of things in Michigan. So something is changing, and uh, I think we need to, those of us that are involved, and the citizens have to uh, really get much better prepared because these things are going to continue to happen, I believe.
0: I'm going to get to Matt and Charlie in just a second here. But Candice, while we have you here, you're such an important person for this community because of what you do, the infrastructure that helps prevent some of the things we're seeing uh, in these pictures. Uh, you are kind of you know, the person in charge. So I got to ask you, um, do you wish you had more tools at your disposal outside of mother nature's uh, phone number to call well, her and to tell her to stop? Well, you what always else? What, do. What do you of wish?
6: course, but you know, you have to play the hand that you're dealt, really, and you have to be realistic about it. You're not gonna solve every infrastructure problem overnight. It's like eating an elephant, one bite at a time. But you have to be prepared. You better be ready, because guess what? When a storm is coming, that's when the power goes out. I mean, I just led a contract for $15.5 million to redo our entire electrical uh, system at one of my big pump stations. I just ordered uh, two, new uh, two megawatts, those are huge, generators, because listen, if I can't rely on DTE, I'm not not hitting DTE, I'm just saying, if the power's out, we can't just say, oh well, the power's out. These pumps have to continue to run. Last night when we had the big storm, I had an electrical guy on call. I mean, we put electricians on call, and good thing we did, because one of our pumps, we had an issue with it. The guy was down in a wet well, boom, pump went on. You better be as ready as you can be.
0: And then at the end of the day, you have people who live in these neighborhoods. You have senior citizens in high-rises. We have well, one of our bosses' moms was sitting there for hours in an apartment you know, with a bunch of senior citizens in the dark, and they want to know what's going on. Matt Friedman, uh, Crisis Communications 101, what needs to happen here so that the people at home
7: have an idea as to what is going on? Th- this really needs to become a priority for government, for business, for the nonprofits. This is the way life is now. Every time there's one of these storms, it should be a wake-up call. It reminds me a lot of the cyber attacks in the early part of the century, where we couldn't really quite get used to the fact that the Internet had taken over. Severe weather has now taken over. And it's important for everybody, big government, small government, big business, small business, to have a communications plan in the event of a weather disaster. What do the people you serve need to know? And what's the best way to deliver that information to them? And I'm afraid too few of those conversations are happening. I think about the stories we heard on the radio this morning of the people who got off a red-eye flight and got their luggage and had to walk from the Delta terminal at the airport all the way to Eureka just to get a ride home. Was that part of a plan? If it was, it should have been clearly communicated. If it wasn't, and these people ARE on their own, that's a real shame. And I think everybody that puts people into a difficult situation because of the weather, they need to start thinking and planning. This is one of Detroit's
0: favorites, Charlie Lanton. He gets out of a truck in Detroit, and people run to him to tell him what's going on <laughs> and whether they're upset or not. They do. Char- I've seen that myself. I, we, I've seen it. Something, something to watch. Uh, Charlie, though, i got to ask you, you you sit back, you listen to what Matt's saying, uh, communication. Is that the most frustrating part outside of the water that people deal with and the power outages? People feel like they're just left in the dark?
5: Yeah, I think it is, actually. I think that people want to know why is this flooded, when is it going to be taken care of, and really what caused it. I was in Canton today, an entire uh, shopping center just completely flooded. Cars were going on a major road, Ford Road, uh, uh, Lilly and uh, Sheldon Road, if you're in that area, and you could not get around. Now, that was bad, but the airport? That's worse, and I think we really could have had a little better communication from the airport. Just giving us some basic information, what's going on? They don't think they know. They know what's going on, and they can tell us a little bit. So I do agree, communication is an issue. But I think it goes beyond that, though. I think we have to be prepared, and I'm not sure we are prepared. We know the weather. We watch Fox too. We have great weather people. They know when the storms are coming, and I don't know that they're doing a, enough of a job, enough to communicate. What's in the process for the future when we have these storms? So what, so on. what,
0: Candace? Do people do uh, in your position when you have something like this happen? When you know, like for instance, tonight we have another round of storms moving yes. through the 10 and 11 o'clock hour. What are you doing after you're done with this TV interview to make sure that well, things are? Taken I can care? tell
6: you what we've been doing all day long. I've got all my drain maintenance guys out at major grates where we know where the culverts are going, where the storm, where the water has to go, the storm water has to go. We're cleaning them all out so you don't have flooding in different areas and everything and uh, you know we're just trying to get as prepared as we are as I say I've got electrical guys on on call in case there's any kind of uh, situation those are the short-term things that you can do you guys are all talking about communication but there is so much that we have to do I think uh, dealing with infrastructure new standards okay if this is the world now we need to have some new standards I'll give you one quick example we in Macomb County have adopted all new standards for new development in Macomb County, where it used to be you only had to accommodate two inches of stormwater within your, mm-hmm. your development. Now it's 5.2 inches. We've almost tripled it. And I've had so much pushback from developers, from all these things. Oh, we can't do that. You know, it's not fi- financially viable. Listen, this is a world where, listen, where you can't just pave everything, But, but things how, have to change. How much would it cost to get the
5: infrastructure so? it would prevent a flood like we're seeing right there.
6: I mean, I don't know how much it would cost to do a seven inches of rain. That is, that's, I mean, it's crazy. It's not even a rainstorm. It's like there's just water in the sky dumping on you, right? But this is becoming, we've had this But
0: if this is is our new normal, uh, Matt, let's talk about leadership. And outside of Candace, Candace is appearing on television right now, and we're grateful for the fact that she's standing in front of a microphone to say, here's what we're doing, here's what's going on. The governor
7: state lawmakers leadership where are they
0: and should they be more visible at times like this
7: i was really disappointed today to see a lot of twitter statements and i'll hear about a lot of emailed statements that were sent to media we've gotten a little bit lazy i think in the communications business government and business What it used to be before all these things existed is we get on the phone, we call Charlie Langton, we call Rup Raj, we call your assignment desk, we get people interviewed. We would encourage our clients to talk to their employees and explain what's going to happen when there's no power at the office or when the parking lot is flooded or when there's too much snow. To do your job the way you normally do. Get in front
0: of a camera. The governor did open the Emergency Operations Center, declared a state of emergency. All things that were done clerically and, of course, then administratively and that were communicated through email. You're saying show up in my living room on my TV. Audiences want to
7: hear and see their leaders lead. Um, That's business and government. There really are no shortcuts in a crisis. And we see the attempts at shortcuts way too often. Go there. You've been not, you've been a disaster area. All areas. the time, right? I mean, go sinkhole? sinkhole. I mean, the first oh day I took office, oh, I'm God.
6: standing there at a press conference, right, saying, "Okay, this is what's happening." Wasn't holiday to the job. So, And you had only been was, on the
5: job was, for a couple days was new or something, Year's right? Day, yeah. <laughs> so, new Year's day. the best
0: piece of advice you have for the people who are watching on the other side of that camera, before a weather event and after a weather event, Candace?
6: well there's a lot of things you can do as a homeowner right I mean you have to make sure your downspouts are away from your house so you're not flooding if you need a backflow preventer on your sub pump you know even out uh, your storm sewers in front of your neighborhood there if you're in a subdivision don't just let all the junk hang out there with leaves and everything else clean it out don't wait for someone to come along and do it for you so you can use some common sense things make sure that you are also prepared you know if you can afford a generator you should probably have a generator We're losing power quite a bit, so you also have to get prepared. But we have to get prepared and we always have to communicate better. We do try to use Facebook and all these things. I just put a post up, you can go to our Facebook right now, we have a whole rain gauge. We have 22 rain gauges in Macomb County. You can see how much rain we got last night and we're going to be able to see now this. But it helps us when we're doing our pumps and everything with our sewage flow. We sort of know where it is, where it's coming. But, you but know, when you, have, when you have people
0: announce their candidacy and talk about emergencies on social media like they're addressing traditional media, to Matt's point, that is doing an injustice to the vast majority of people who still rely on television and, and radio to, yeah. hear, to hear the message. It's right everything,
7: Matt? and this should be part of a plan. Yeah. But the message that, that we provide to our clients is prepare for the inevitable. And we're at the point now where these 100 or 400-year storms or whatever they are are now inevitable. And they're happening
0: much more frequently than that. We have to go, but we'll be back on the other side of this break. Stay with us. An important conversation on television. I want to thank my guests, Candace Miller and Matt Friedman, for joining us this evening, along with a man who never sleeps, Charlie (laughs) Langton, and, of course, you at home. That does it for this edition of Let It Rip.